Strawberries are one of America's most popular fruits and they flourish in California. This vitamin C rich berry is the fourth biggest crop in the Golden State, bringing in about $2 billion a year. One of the places that strawberries grow well is along the coast. Although in California, there are a lot of challenges. We'll talk with a grower who has been farming in California for decades in some very unusual locations. Welcome to Redox Grows, an in-depth look at key issues affecting agriculture. I'm your host, Jim Morris, proud to have worked with farmers and ranchers for more than 30 years to help tell their stories. As mentioned to start this episode, we're going to learn about strawberry growing in some unexpected areas, and we'll do that by visiting remotely with Mark Lopez, Vice President of Orange County Land Management Services, where he's worked since 1999. Mark, thanks for your time. Nice to visit with you. Very good. Nice to meet you, sir. Mark is a graduate of Cal State Fullerton. His background includes expertise in architectural and mechanical drawing. He's a Marine veteran. Thanks so much for your service, Mark. And he's dedicated a lot of his life to agriculture. And is it true that one of your early jobs was a parts counterperson? That's correct. Construction industry uh, stopped here in Orange County, and I wasn't ready to move. Uh, I took a job in an in a agricultural parts warehouse and it escalated to where I am now. So when you started in ag, what did you learn early on about hard work and striving for excellence? Well, striving for excellence, you can't, you can't make mistakes in farming. Mistakes in the field cost th- hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars. The equipment we have, we basically take steel and cut into the earth. It has to be right. Uh, parts, they have to be the right ones because we need it today. Not tomorrow, not two days from now, we need it today. Mark has been president of the Orange County Farm Bureau for the past seven years, and we share a common thread of working for the Farm Bureau. I was there for more than 17 years, and I learned a lot about agriculture, traveled throughout the state, met with probably a thousand farmers and ranchers, and I learned why agriculture is important for everyone. So Mark, for those not familiar with the Farm Bureau, how would you describe the organization and its mission? Our mission to help the family farms, help family farmers, uh, help basically not just family farmers, every farmer. What do we do? We, uh, at one point, we were the largest non-union organization in the country. And here we are, plugging away, helping farmers. As we were in the uh, COVID panic here, we, uh, thank God for all the uh, responders, first responders, police, fire department, ambulance drivers, doctors. But everybody forgot about the farmers, creating food for everybody. When everybody was staying home, farmers were still working. I did tour some of your fields many years ago with someone in your operation, A.G. Kawamura, former California Food and Agriculture Secretary, a wonderful person, very passionate about agriculture. And I was really amazed about how you get the job done in such heavily populated areas. So where are your fields located? Very urban, right? We are tucked away. It used to be you were driving by the freeway on the 5 freeway, and you just looked over to the east and saw nothing but farms for like 12 miles from bake, bake off ramp to Jamboree. Now you can't see a farm. Now you can see one actually, but uh, they're tucked in there. It's uh, a matter of uh, us farmers working with the uh, contractors, the vendors, uh, five points, anybody who, who is, the land's important there. Uh, if you're not familiar with Irvine or slash Orange County, California, 
land in Irvine is about $4 million an acre. And you have to tell me a little bit about your fields at military facilities too. The military base that used to be there in Irvine, uh, El Toro Marine Corps Air Station, when they shut it down in 1991 or 92, it was vacant for about two years. We got called out there and they started letting us farm. We farmed right between the runways, between the, run, the tarmacs. We'd have several little islands and 10 and 15 acres of green beans, 10 and 15 acres of strawberries. Quite the deal. And we do still currently farm at Seal Beach Naval Weapons Station down in uh, Seal Beach. Quite the deal there. Farming on a uh, gigantic magazine of about a thousand acres. Orange County has a population of 3.2 million people, and that's about 70% greater than the entire population of Idaho, where our Redox headquarters are and where I live. Orange County is also home to Disneyland, and wasn't there a strawberry farm near Disneyland for many years? And I believe that person kept farming, even though his land was worth millions of dollars, right? Oh, of course. That was the Fujishika Farms. They were a stone's throw from the Disneyland front gate right across the street from the uh, Anaheim Convention Center. Fujishiki Farms, yeah, it's probably been 12 or 14 years now, or, or maybe 20, I guess it's gone really quick. Uh, we, would, we would actually go over, spray, be spraying at night when people weren't on the sidewalks. Uh, they were still, so they did end up selling to Disneyland, uh, their, their field there. Uh, oddly enough, it's a parking lot now, a gigantic parking lot. What's your water source for irrigation? We here in Orange County, we are, uh, 100% uh, reclaimed water. We get quite the price break on it. It's just about like pool water, and that's what we farm with. Is it the best? No, but it's what we have, what we can use. There you have it. We treat the water so that we can farm with it, try to make the pH uh, workable for us, as optimum as we can. And now why don't we talk about one of your principal crops, strawberries, and what is a growing season in your area? Well, strawberry season for harvesting for us is uh, mid-December all the way through the 4th of July. We have the probably the best climate in the state. It doesn't get cold enough to freeze. We might have one, one or two cold days out of the year to freeze, which is awful. Come about late May, the weather gets too warm to pick fresh strawberries, but we still pick them all the way, all the way through. It's viable for us. We get the best strawberries here. They're delicious. We need the sun and we have it. Every uh, acre will get picked every other day. At different times of the, the week, the plant will have anywhere from one to 12 strawberries at different sizes on it. There's no doubt strawberries are labor intensive. How important is the skilled labor from those working in your fields? Without them, we can't do it. Our strawberries go from the field straight to the cooler and they're probably in the cooler here for four hours. Then they get sent out to let's just say Walmart, for instance. Within 12 hours of harvest, they're at Walmart uh, getting prepared to put out on the floor. You are working with one of our agronomists, Bill Schwer, with your crops. And I believe you have a trial of Mainstay SI that will help with fruit firmness and abiotic stress defense in the strawberries. Can you comment a bit about that? Well, we're plugging away with it. Bill's a good friend of mine, been my friend here for several years. Uh, pretty gutsy guy, come out in the field and just drop a rock all. We've turned out to be friends and his products have always been worked well for me. Always willing to try his products. I believe if he's jumped on board with them, he believes in the product and uh, I go with that. I've got that gut feeling. Uh, it worked well with me on some green bean trial I did and uh, now we're putting it on some strawberries. If it works well there, we'll proceed with it on a grander scale. 
Just around the corner is Valentine's Day. How important of a sales period is that for strawberries? Hugely important. Uh, just imagine now. So uh, from when you see a strawberry field and you see a little flower out there on that strawberry, a little white dot from that point to harvest, once the weather gets a calm and we're staying at even 75 degrees, it'll be about 21 days from flower to harvest. Huge deal. Valentine's Day is one of our biggest days. People love strawberries. People love uh, to take their wives, girlfriends, or significant other stems, strawberries, and we're out here harvesting them. Mother's Day is a huge deal as well. Uh, Easter, everybody loves uh, chocolate-covered strawberries, but you know, they can go down to the store and buy the chocolate bunnies. Uh, we, we haven't figured out how to grow uh, strawberries that shaped like a bunny yet. Hoping all the upcoming holidays include a lot of fruit to sell and great demand. You also grow green beans. Tell me about their season. Green beans, we plant those in uh, early March. They're about a 65 day crop from seed to harvest. Uh, uh, on the warm days, it's, uh, it's down to about 58 days, 60. Uh, quite the deal, we, have, we grow, uh, gosh, uh, nearly a thousand acres here. You're utilizing another Redox product, Supreme. This is on your green beans, and it helps with better delivery of nutrients and other aspects. And I believe it was a big success, and you could even visually see the results. Is that right? Huge deal. We got those great photos that Bill took out there. That was quite the deal. It was uh, incredible. But, uh, you know, it's one of those, uh, you got to see it to believe it. We're actually involved in 40-acre fields that we give 100% of the crops to the second harvest food bank here in Orange County. And that's where we did this trial and had incredible success with it. Definitely a winner. I have to say, Mark, one of the best uses of this vegetable on the planet is that amazing string bean chicken at Panda Express. Have you tried it? <laughs> I have. I often wonder if they're ours. Once they leave the, uh, the field, uh, I really don't go much with the salespeople and see where they went, but uh, I often wonder, just imagine how many, how many people we've fed with what we do. The future of farming is so important to our world. Tell me about your passion to keep agriculture strong. Well, we're not gonna do it without farmers. I've, I've been fortunate enough with Farm Bureau to see lots of operations, vertical farming, indoor farming. There's eight FFA uh, classes here in Orange County, and we, we sponsor them from Farm Bureau quite a bit. They are our future, the FFA kids. Not everyone's gonna come out like me having no idea about farming. I'm very lucky, uh, God gave me something and, and I'm here, I'm making it work. They're going to have to figure out how to feed the rest of the country. 65 to 75% of fruits and vegetables for the country come out of, Orange, out of California. Our future here, the future farmers of America are gonna to have to figure out how to grow more food on less dirt for the rest of the country. And they're gonna to have to get real successful at it or we're gonna run out of food. Certainly agree that the more we get the next generation involved in food and agriculture, the better off we all will be. Thanks so much for your time, Mark. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a great day. That will wrap up this episode. We appreciate Mark Lopez, his time, and his comments. You can find out so much more at RedoxGrows.com, including all of our podcast episodes, dozens of blogs, and a lot of product information, too. And remember, podcast at RedoxGrows.com is a good place for you to email if you have any comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.